0: In an information age, it should be expected that psychological warfare would be the primary strategy for all hostile agents worldwide. And social media, of course, will be a vehicle for it, as are all forms of mass media. And not all the hostile characters are governments. Governments are undoubtedly hostile, but technology has provided an even playing field for even the most maniacal character who knows how to use psychological warfare on a gullible public for nefarious objectives and this strategy has been in place since the beginning of mass media, for the entirety of the last century, and has been on overdrive so far in the 21st. It's not hard to understand why so many people believe so many things, even ridiculous things, such as the conspiracy theory that the moon landing was a fake. I would think of that conspiracy theory as an example of psychological warfare because the hostile agents who started it were not happy with what was learned with the actual moon landing by Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin as when they landed on the surface, cut off communications with NASA which amateur radio operators picked up, for around two minutes where Armstrong revealed that there were other ships on the crater of the moon and that other lifeforms were there watching them. That, too, is considered a conspiracy theory, so what are we to make of any of it? Who do we believe? Can we trust anybody anymore? Well, the ultimate goal of psychological warfare is to erode that trust so that there is nothing but desperation among people and a hunger to believe what they deem safest. And the world's governments position themselves as that safety option, and from that, they plan to gain much power. It was always odd to me that we never returned to the moon after those six Apollo missions. The rumor was that NASA was told by the lifeforms watching the moon landing to pick up a few rocks, fly around, and take some pictures. But otherwise, stay away. And NASA and the American government did just that for the next 40 years. I sort of watched all this strange behavior by our government with knowing skepticism because I read everything and, as I say all the time, don't judge people by what they say because they will lie. Judge them by what they do. I was very happy with President Trump's statements during his inauguration speech, where he said, We stand at the birth of a new millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. Who in their right mind wouldn't like that? Well, governments who want to be in control didn't like that, and by returning to space, it was going to reopen all the secrets of the Apollo missions, such as why we never dared go back to the moon or other planets for that matter. We had been waved off by something. Well, I make no apologies about it. I think the human race was filled with interactions with beings from all over the galaxy. I think there is highly compelling evidence that migrants from the planet Sirius gave ancient cultures a jump start, and that Indian mounds all over the world play a part in helping space travelers know where and when they are in time while traveling around large distances that don't behave consistently with time. I don't think everything from Ancient Aliens the television show is correct, but I think they are knocking on the right door. But unlike those speculations, I don't think those interactions ever went away, but that they still occur to this day, and governments and occultists are still working to have relationships with many species of living beings from all over the place. When Neil Armstrong returned from his trip to the moon, he was never quite the same. He lived near me, and my wife and I looked to buy some property near his farmhouse outside Lebanon, Ohio. And people would run into him around town, and he would tell them things. He worked as a professor at the University of Cincinnati and eventually moved to Indian Hill. But I watched him for a long time and was always curious about him. As a kid, I was very moved by the museum dedicated to him in Wapakoneta, just up the road along I-75 few hours or so. So I found his trip seven years after he walked on the moon to Ecuador looking for the reported ancient library there, supposedly built by giants and hosting 40-pound books made of gold in a secret library left behind by the visitors from other planets, compelling. The cave where this library was rumored to be located was Cueva de los Taos near the Santiago River, and it was Armstrong who put together a small expedition there to see what he could find. As it turned out, They saw some strange things and mapped the cave, but didn't find the library. Some artifacts indicated there was certainly more to the story, but the fact that a very logical and respected figure such as Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon, was interested in such a thing, added to his behavior for the rest of his life, indicates that he was clearly rattled by what he saw on the moon and was looking for answers, behind the veil of what governments and power-hungry despots conceal behind what we perceive as reality. Based on Armstrong's behavior and conversations he had with locals, off the record, I believe what a seasoned test pilot and astronaut says more than a corrupt government with all kinds of illicit intentions and those powers to use psychological warfare to hold power over people. If people learned the truth about things, governments wouldn't have the power they do. And even though Armstrong knew he was more afraid of the powers of our governments and the promises he had to make to them to get the opportunity to go to the moon— he spent the rest of his life essentially thirsty for the truth. The psychological warfare that was employed in this case was that the truth may have been that characters from some other planet were on the moon watching us land in our primitive little capsule and that the confidence we had in going there, to begin with, was because of our relationship with those same characters. People assume that contact with a civilization from anywhere but earth would lead to hostilities, but I would argue against that theory. Likely, they have been with us from the beginning and have been the gods of our myths from the beginning of time. And they fight among each other, are not unified in their endeavors, and we have just as much leverage over them as they do us, philosophically. They may have more and better technology than we do, but that doesn't mean they are more innovative. I tend to think, based on their behavior, that they need us as much as we need them, and we have a lot of power-hungry corrupt people, just as are reported in the Bible and every ancient book, who want to put themselves between them and mass society. And to play that psychological warfare with the public, they started the conspiracy theory that Stanley Kubrick, the director of 2001, A Space Odyssey, faked the moon landing so that we could show the Russians that we beat them to the moon, when in fact we never left the ground. And in that way, they could hope to keep anybody from knowing the real truth, the thing that haunted Neil Armstrong for the rest of his life, that there is a lot more to the world than just what we are told in the news and from our governments. We have caught our governments lying to us about election fraud, the conditions of wars around the world, and of course, the conditions of COVID and what it did to all of us. And knowing all that, you can bet they would lie to us about much bigger things. Yet we can know that we landed on the moon because we have telescopes, and we know where we landed and what we left behind. Because the evidence is right there for all to see, we just need to look at it. Rich Hoffman Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business.